brush. It was something Aya had done often when she'd first apprenticed to the physicians all those years ago. There were fewer apprentices now, and Parit didn't complain. Well? he asked. There's no child in her, Aya said. Of course not, he said. But the signs she does show, the pooled blood, the swelling, the loss of her monthly flow, and yet there's no slackening in her joints, no shielding in her sex. It's a strange mix. I've seen it before, Aya said. Parit stopped. His hands took a pose of query. Aya sighed and leaned against one of the high stools. Desire, Aya said. That's all. Want something that you can't have badly enough, and the longing becomes a disease. Her fellow physician and one-time lover paused for a moment, considering Aya's words, then looked down and continued his cleaning. I suppose we should have said something, he said. There's nothing to say, Aya said. They're happy now, and they'll be sad later. What good would it do us to hurry that? Parit gave the half-smile she'd known on him years before, but didn't look up to meet her gaze. There is something to be said in favor of truth, he said. And there's something to be said for letting her keep her husband for another few weeks, Aya said. You don't know that he'll turn her out, he said. Aya took a pose that accepted correction. They both knew it was a gentle sarcasm. Parit chuckled and poured a last rinse over the slate table. The rush of water like a fountain trailed off to small, sharp drips that reminded Aya of wet leaves at the end of a storm. Parit pulled out a stool and sat, his hands clasped in his lap. Aya felt a sudden awkwardness that hadn't been there before. She was always better when she could inhabit her role. If Parit had been bleeding from the neck, she would have been sure of herself. That he was only looking at her made her aware of the sharpness of her face, the gray in her hair that she'd had since her eighteenth summer, and the emptiness of the house. She took a formal pose that offered gratitude, perhaps a degree more formal than was needed. Thank you for sending for me, A.E.S. said. It's late, and I should be getting back. To the palaces? He said. There was warmth and humor in his voice. There always had been. You could also stay here. Aya knew she should have been tempted, at least. The glow of old love and half-recalled sex should have wafted in her nostrils like mulled wine. He was still lovely. She was still alone. I don't think I could, Paritkya, she said, switching from the formal to the intimate to pull the sting from it. Why not? he asked, making it sound as if he was playing. There are a hundred reasons. Aya said, keeping her tone as light as his. Don't make me list them. He chuckled and took a pose that surrendered the game. Aya felt herself relax a degree and smiled. She found her bag by the door and slung its strap over her shoulder. You still hide behind that, but it said. Aya looked down at the battered leather satchel and then up at him, the question in her eyes. There's too much to fit in my sleeves, she said. I'd clank like a tool shed every time I waved. That's not why you carry it, he said.
It's so that people see a physician and not your father's daughter. You've always been like that. It was his little punishment for her return to her own rooms. There had been a time when she'd have resented the criticism. That time had passed. Good night, Paritya, she said. It was good to see you again. He took a pose of farewell and then walked with her to the door. In the courtyard of his house, the autumn moon was full and bright and heavy. The air smelled of wood smoke and the ocean. Warmth so late in the season still surprised her. In the north, where she'd spent her girlhood, the chill would have been deadly by now. Here, she hardly needed a heavy robe. Parit stopped in the shadows beneath a wide shade tree, its golden leaves lined with silver by the moonlight. Aya had her hand on the gate before he spoke. Was that what you were looking for? he asked.